One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Defy the Tyrants. We are speaking with Anthony. How you doing, brother? What's up? What's up? I'm doing uh, just fine. <laughs> I was just texting with our mutual friend, Peter, from Riot Scene. Oh, I love Peter. I love Peter. Peter's the man. Uh, he's got some plans for an end of summer virtual stream. I don't know all the details. Yeah, we've been hearing some rumors from him uh, regarding uh, virtual live streaming uh, for concerts for local bands and such. So that's actually a really cool idea. And uh, we already told him, like, hey, once you get it up and running, we are down. We're just a phone call away. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I think he's going to set up different genres, you know, pop punk, indie, uh, metal. So I'm sure you guys will be on there. You guys are good friends. Yeah, yeah. We've been we've been working with Peter for uh, for quite a minute now, about a year or so, or a little bit more. Shout out, Peter! <laughs> My band, Ready Set Survive, is going to be on his uh, Del Mar show at the fairgrounds. Wow. But that was in March. That's when the world took a giant shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bro, tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. Our our whole year got derailed, basically. We had so many plans uh, leading up to the, the middle part of this year, and just to have this whole thing just kind of fuck everybody over just it's not it's not fun it's not fun at all <laughs> yeah at least we're in the same boat you know at least we don't have uh you know fomo fear of missing out you know there's no shows going on unfortunately yeah like uh for for us it was uh i think we had like five shows booked uh from march to may and uh, at least yeah we had them booked and we had a music video we were gonna shoot and we were supposed to be in the studio by june and it was just a clusterfuck of bullshit <laughs> wow so pretty much all of that is is postponed are you guys staying active are you uh getting anything done uh actually yeah we're, we're we're still very much active we meet up every week uh we have a studio here in uh otai mesa so we're able to meet up we're able to write we've actually have six new songs done which is like the most we've ha ever had done within this like amount of time we started writing back in april and um so we have six full songs demoed right now we shot a music video for one of our upcoming singles uh we shot that three weeks back and we just got the final cut for that and um we're pretty much we were anticipating that we were gonna be playing shows at some point towards the end of the summer that's not looking like it's going to be the case so uh yeah we were we were actually supposed to have a meeting yesterday regarding the whole uh our plans for the remainder of the year and to see if we were going to play any if we had any anticipation to play throughout the year which obviously we're probably not going to do and uh we're talking about video content kind of uh substituting live shows so we were going to have a meeting to discuss that and uh yeah but um Things didn't work out very well for us yesterday, so we're hoping at some point this week we can figure it out. Yeah, it's good to hear that you guys are staying productive. Most bands, I feel like, are doing something. It's definitely a good time to write. You mentioned writing in April. I mean, definitely a great time to write. Uh, who's writing for Defy the Tyrants? Uh, so normally, uh, myself and my drummer, uh, my drummer Brandon Lobb, we're... Uh, kind of like the main the main songwriters every now and then our guitarist Hondro will uh he'll bring in a song or two and we'll kind of adjust it here and there but for these new demos really I wrote the first song um that we 
that we were kind of gearing up to record. We were supposed to record that song this summer, but it didn't happen. And um, I just kind of decided to take a step back and take on more of a producer role with the band, uh, almost like a songwriting director. So I haven't really played any guitar on a lot of the new songs. Um, that's been basically Hondro, our drummer Brandon, who also plays guitar, as well as our uh, vocalist Bill Sanders, who's been playing as well. So uh, yeah, it's cool. Brandon actually brought in the new song and Bill brought in the new song. So it's kind of given everybody a chance to write as well as, you know, have me kind of guide the songs a little bit and kind of direct like, oh, this part should be better for a two-step this part should be better for a breakdown we should have a soaring chorus over here we should have a break over here that's kind of like what i've been doing with with what they've been bringing in awesome man you mentioned bill sanders a fairly new vocalist for defy the tyrants right yeah he's he's new in general he is new to the game um okay he's he's a lot of fun <laughs> he's a lot of fun we have our most recent single was the first single with bill uh that was the first song he wrote lyrics for vocal patterns everything uh but we recorded two singles at once so the single we have online right now is called dead king um and we're about to release a new single called red and uh so i guess both of those would be bill's debut performances with the band awesome man and i was rocking out the video for dead king as well that was uh, cool was that in your rehearsal spot there no, that was actually shot in Las Vegas. Um, oh, dope. That was shot in Las Vegas back in November. And that's a whole funny story uh, about the how the coronavirus fucked us over. Let's hear it. So basically, we, back in March, we were getting ready to uh, to shoot the video. Um, I had just gone back from Disneyland the weekend prior. We were going to shoot the music video the weekend prior to what we originally had planned. Uh, but I ended up going to Disneyland with my family. So came back, spent the week in pre-production for the video we had a location set we had uh, a buddy of ours was going to come out and film it we we had everything kind of set and we were getting ready to do the band shots at um at this location it, it's in like a rural canyon area here in otai mesa and literally that friday we were going to shoot on a saturday that friday is when governor newsom said uh we're shutting everything down and we were like, God damn it. We spent that whole night discussing, should we even risk going to this location? Should we even risk maybe a citation? We don't know because it was so new to everybody. We didn't know what would happen. Um, so over the next couple of weeks, we were kind of just waiting to see how things were going to pan out, if we were going to be able to sh even shoot a video um, because we just really wanted to release the single. And... I was in our studio one day, just got done demoing a song and I had like another two hours to kill and just going through my computer and I found some footage from uh, Bill's debut show with us in Las Vegas back in November. Uh, our buddy Chris wrote from A Perfect Being shot for us and I just ended up using that. And I think what's funny about that music video is that we didn't play that song at that show. What you see in the video is not us playing that song. Oh, shit. I took clips of, yeah, I took clips of our set and kind of try to sync them up a little bit to the song. You know what I mean? There so if there go, was yeah. a part where Bill's doing faster vocals, I'm like, okay, that's the first verse. If there's a part where maybe he held out his vocals a little bit longer, that's <laughs> the chorus and the quick cut to to me or to our drummer. And, um, <laughs> you know, we're a metal band, so there's a lot of similar patterns. You know, right. you, you get your two steps and your breakdowns. Yeah. So there's always, like, a certain snare hit that's kind of similar to, like, a previous breakdown. And um, so that's how I kind of synced the video up. And it took me about a week to edit that thing up. And, um, wow. yeah, we were pretty pretty uh the guys were a little wary about doing it because we were like how is that going to turn out and we everybody loved the final product of it so um <laughs> yeah it turned out great but That's i right. mean we really wish we 
could have shot the music video we originally had planned to shoot for that thing. Uh, dude, I, I just watched it. I just got done watching it for like the second or third time. I did not notice. So good job, bro. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, I was just on another podcast on um on this past Friday. Uh, I was uh, on my boy Scribble's podcast. We were talking about our top ten favorite POD songs. Oh hell yeah! Big shout out to you by the way because I recently heard the uh, Sunny Sandoval uh, episode you guys put out. Yeah, and absolutely love that episode. I listened to it twice actually wow. <laughs> while I was uh, exercising. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge POD fan, by the way. I'm a huge, huge POD fan. Right on. Um, and they're from they're from literally my neighborhood. I mean, I can't say enough about POD, too. Like, uh, both the guys I had on, Sonny and Marcos, are just super humble uh, for being as successful as they are. And, dude, just an amazing sound and legends of uh, San Diego, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, we have... Uh, uh, it's weird because Defy the Tyrants were more death metal, death core kind of thing. Uh, but we have so many connections to POD uh, from our manager, Luis Hernandez, who uh, is good friends with Marcos and Rotech with him, uh, to my buddy Ruben Torres, who has worked with POD, Papa Roach, Snoop Dogg. I worked with him on, on uh, several projects and got to hear a lot of great POD stories. And uh, I've never actually met POD, anybody in POD, until uh, the NAM convention earlier this year. Marcos Correal was kind of walking around. And... Um, and my buddy, our manager, Lou, was like, hey, you want to meet Marcos? And I was like, dude, I don't know. Marcos is one of my, like, guitar heroes. <laughs> um, I've modeled, like, if we have a song called We Are Sisyphus, and there's a part in the song that if I tell you, hey, that guitar riff was influenced by Marcos, you will definitely hear it. Every time I say it, people hear it automatically. So I got to meet him, and it was uh, such, like, a, a really cool moment. Uh, especially because they're from my neighborhood. So I got to chat with him for a couple minutes and uh, really made my my trip in Nam this year. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I got so many streams from that POD from Sonny, man. Uh, uh, just to talk about it briefly, like he shared it on his story. He shared it on his personal page, shared it on POD's story, their page, uh, their feed. So yeah, it definitely blew out like all of my previous episodes um, for good reason, man. Yeah, they're legends. He talks about the Grammys and... And everything. And just, I've listened to them since. Like, obviously, I've heard all their songs, but you listen to Satellite from start to finish, dude. And it's just such an amazing album. Yeah, to me, they are definitely one of the few of the new metal bands. Because you get your, like, bass pioneers and you get your corns and your deftones. Um, but I've always felt that P.O.D. was underrated in that way because I always felt like some of their music, sure, like, you know, you got your Rock the Houses and your booms that are way more rap metal and a little more dated. But then they have a lot of music that is a little more timeless, like a song like Set Your Eyes to Zion or, um, you know, uh, Roots and Stereo with Modest Yahoo. Like, those songs kind of transcend time to me like they, they they're timeless they're not dated uh so I've, i always love getting into arguments about pod because i can i can go on for hours <laughs> yeah shout out to pod man local legends no doubt talk about your sound i think on your spotify you know you mentioned metal it's there's so many different genres these days but uh i think you mentioned thrash Deathcore, new metal, and gent. Bro, I had to look up gent. That's how stupid I am. And it's like an automatopoeia for the sound that it makes, right? Gent, 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 right? I, I, I had to do the same thing, bro. Like when I first heard the term, I was like, what the fuck is that? You know, I was like, God damn. I had never heard that, bro. Yeah, it's it's a newer style. It's uh well, it's been around for about 10 years, but the last couple of years it's really started to make its way into like the uh the metal community mainstream or like the, the more mainstream part of metal um you have a lot of bands kind of coming out of that uh i would say B bad wolves being one of the one of the most uh prominent ones uh 
who, yeah, they have their like hard rock singles, but their heavier stuff is way more genty, more after the burial style. They did the zombie remake, right? Yeah, those were the guys. They're one of my favorite bands right now, too. They kill that remake, dude. I always say the reason why I love Bad Wolves is because they remind me of the bands I listened to when I was a kid where, you know, you had a band who could play really heavy stuff and then you could have them also do like really cool acoustic stuff at the same time or have them put out like a kick-ass song with a great breakdown and then have like a really cool rock song. And to me, that's what Bad Wolves reminds me of. It's like my childhood, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. But uh, yeah, you guys are definitely heavy. I would say one of the heavier bands I've heard locally. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you kind of team up with? Who are your boys locally? Yeah, I want to shout out Alpha Apex. <laughs> Our boys in Grime Lord. Uh, local legend, Symbolic. kind of all over the spectrum as far as bands that uh we play with maybe that's to do with our previous bands um because we've been a we've been in the in the game for over 10 years already um so we've got to play with so many bands and we still play with a lot of our friends bands but uh i guess i'll take grime lord alpha apex symbolic oh man night shadow they're a power metal band but they're um they're on our we're sponsored by tsunami cable so they're kind of like our our peers in that way and we, we we talk to them on the daily you would never expect like a really heavy death metal band talking like a power metal band but we're, we're we're really tight like that so shout out to danny and and uh and chris on that one yeah but yeah too too many to name too many to name there's so many so we have so many friends yeah we can't say enough about the san diego scene what's your venue here brick by brick uh brick by brick and the marrow would be our two our, our two most prominent places uh we had a spot here in our hometown of uh, Chula Vista Imperial Beach, uh, the Salty Frog, which they just started throwing shows a couple years back and basically free shows. And because it's so close to our, our homes, basically, we were able to put on free shows and have our family and friends come out that probably wouldn't normally come out to like a brick show or wouldn't come out to see us somewhere in North County. They were able to just drive down the street and hang out with us. And it, uh, we always love playing the Salty Frog. They recently closed down a couple months back um, and it was, it was pretty sad for our community, but um, Definitely some of our best shows were there and Brick by Brick and The Marrow. Yeah, Salty Frog. Uh, I went there once. I checked out my boy, uh, Wrist and Diggs, and a couple other bands. Uh, and my motherfucking truck got towed from that lot next door. Oh, bro, you got to be careful with I that. I know. <laughs> I thought about it mid-set. I was like, fuck, I should go check on my truck. I go outside. I talk to the front door. Yeah. And I ask him. I was like, hey, you think my truck's okay over there? I look to the right, and it's fucking gone. Oh, no. And that was the start of like a two-hour escapade, you know, <laughs> Uber, going to the tow truck, you know, the fucking cockroaches that towed it trying to negotiate with them. It was just a pain in the ass. But anyways, I digress. Oh, unreal. It was a cool venue and rest in peace, uh, Salty Frog. I mean, fortunately, we're not seeing during COVID too many doors closing. I think Blonde may be relocating. I'm hearing that uh, Kava Lounge is struggling. I don't know if you guys have played there. I haven't been there. No, not the Kava Lounge, but we, we've heard of it, definitely. It's definitely been mentioned in our circle. Thank God, like, not, man, not many venues have closed just yet. I think everyone's just waiting for uh, for that notice. We're waiting for that notice from Brick by Brick. We're waiting for that notice from the Marrow or from the other venues, uh, Till 2 Club. Uh, when are they going to allow uh, shows to happen again? And uh, we've been we've just been biting our nails this whole time. We just want to play. Uh, we even co we even contemplated going to Arizona. We were contacting some bookers out there before their, their spike had 
that happened. Uh, we were contacting bookers and we got offers for July, but that just got shut down really quick. They well, did, did like a couple shows at the certain venue and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I was going to look up POD. Speaking of POD, they're going out of state to play. I want to say Iowa or Illinois or some random state uh, that maybe has less guidelines. Uh, I think at this point, like if for live bands, just trying to play where they can. I know uh, a couple of my favorite bands are playing across seas right now at uh, in certain nations that have been able to curve or to kind of get rid of COVID. Right. Um, so it's it's pretty cool to see some working bands start making some moves, uh, especially because this whole this industry is at a standstill. But um, it yeah. just sucks for all of our local boys because I know a lot of bands. I have a few a few friends who their bands had broken up. Uh, they haven't announced it yet, but just there's nothing to do. There's they're yeah. they're paying for rehearsal spaces for just just to practice and nobody n not a lot of studios are taking in a lot of bands that they don't normally work with because they don't want to expose themselves. Right. So it just it just sucks for even the local boys. It does suck. We've talked a lot about that. I don't want to be too depressing on here. <laughs> oh yeah. You know it, it is it is what it is. Uh, the, uh, Pod is playing uh, Kentucky, Kentucky, Texas. Wow. It's going to be cool when it opens back up, dude. And we're going to all just flood the gates and we're going to have a big <laughs> fucking COVID-19 mosh pit, dude. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're just waiting. We're just waiting for the notice. <laughs> Congrats on 10,000 followers. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was... Uh... That was crazy for us. <laughs> it's been a crazy ride on Instagram the uh, the last two years for us. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, do you have anyone helping you out? What's your advice to get some followers there? I mean, I mean, really, I, I'm the one, uh, I'm the one who runs all the social media. So I, I took public, public relations in high school and obviously learned mistakes from my previous band. But um, I mean, it's just about learning from your mistakes, learning what works, learning what doesn't work. Not every band is the same. Everybody's a little different. Um, for us, I guess... Uh, our whole thing was just staying engaged. If somebody had messaged us, hey, I checked out your song, uh, loved it, uh, most of the time that falls on deaf ears or somebody will read it, but they won't respond. I've done that. I know buddies who do that. Um, but I just get involved in the conversation. I always ask, oh, what bands are you into? Uh, what song did you hear? And I always just try to gather some new information. And I always say like, you know, oh, let a buddy or two know. Uh, know who we are if you enjoy our music that much let them know and share our music with them and uh, it's been a wild ride um when we started our instagram we were very much in like the 400 500 follower status for a while and it was uh around our second year we put out our single dominant to desecrate we just put it out at the time we weren't really caring too much about engaging with people online everybody was kind of doing their thing and out of nowhere started to get some views on it and then started to get hits on spotify and then started to get hit up on instagram and instagram is kind of where we found uh, a majority of our audience so i mean i just stay engaged a lot of bands don't want to do that a lot of bands feel that they're they're too cool to just talk to people or maybe talk to somebody who might not be into your style of music but they like your your song um you know just engagement I mean, if you watch any YouTube video about uh, how to build your Instagram, nine times out of 10, they're saying engagement, engagement, engagement. That's that's key. That's good advice. Interact a little bit. It's all about the hashtags too, right, bro? Oh, exactly. You, you find your hashtags. You find your little niche. I think there is a science to that. You know, like my boy Will went to Nam, and he was saying that he sat in a, on a seminar up there or, you know, a, a lecture or whatever the fuck they call him up there at Nam, And uh, they were talking about hashtags and how you have to be uh, specific, how general hashtags 
aren't as good. So you wouldn't want to do like hashtag metal band. You'd want to be more like... Yeah, exactly. Obviously, uh, your band name, right? Hashtag Defy the Tyrants. Yeah, so like this year we have hashtag Defy 2020 because um, of Bill Sanders. We, we wanted to make this year a really big year for us. <laughs> you guys are all fired up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just to talk about how crazy it affected us, uh, you know, Bill only played three shows with us up until uh, I think it was four shows until COVID had hit and um, so we were just kind of like oh well I guess I guess we gotta wait I guess we gotta wait for you to you to continue you know yeah that's actually quite a quite a bit to get in that first three months you guys play pretty often like once every month uh, just about yeah just about yeah. Uh, we played Las Vegas in November took December off we played uh, Pure Platinum which we didn't even know they were doing uh, shows Peter from Right Scene uh, shout out to my boy he actually hooked it up with that show okay. and um, he's really tight with our with our vocalist Bill Bill even has the Right Scene tattoo uh, on his arm which we were like damn dude alright well, cool yeah. you know <laughs> Peter's got the hook up at the strip clubs too that doesn't surprise me bro <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and and that show was a banger we didn't know anybody was going to show out and it was it was so much fun and then we did a brick by brick show for a band called the convalescence in february and then in march we did the uh the first round of the vakken uh metal battle uh so it's like a battle of the bands um you do i think there's three rounds and then you go into the final round and uh the winner goes to play the vakken fest in germany and that was that was a really big show for us. That was a lot of fun. We gained a lot of a lot of uh, new followers, a lot of uh, supporters on that show. Um, I don't like to say fans, by the way. I just say supporters. So I would just to show. I don't, I don't know. It's weird for me, but. Um, we, we sold out a lot of our merch and it was such a great night for us and we were one of the top three bands picked to move on to the uh i believe it was the second round and yeah <laughs> that's cool dude what are your thoughts on live streams peter wanted me to ask you that i love live streams we we go live a lot on our instagram but i i think for me it's it's about the quality of the live stream like if you're going to be a band and you're going to be in a room and you're going to have really crappy sound you're going off of a, maybe an iphone microphone built into your phone and you're going to go live to your followers. Um, I mean, I don't care who you are. It just sounds like, but you know what I mean? Um, 100%. 100%. <laughs> that just, that, yeah, that's just what it is. So if you're going to live stream, you know, you got to put some effort into, um, you know, getting OBS studio for your computer or Streamlabs and getting a really nice interface and really putting on a performance, putting on a show for the people who are watching. Um, we were getting ready to do live streaming, but we just couldn't figure it out with our, our studio. We just couldn't get it together. And, uh, Recently, we've been talking to another venue here in San Diego. Uh, they're going to be throwing live stream shows next month. They're waiting on their audio interface, and then we're going to be booking dates uh, with them. So, I mean, we're going to be jumping on live streaming. I think it's a great way for bands to uh, to ma make a little bit of money for through donations or Patreon or whatever whatever they're doing. Um, I, I think it's a great way just to get out there. And plus, you, it's not like playing a show just in your local town to a limited amount of people. You're playing to the internet. It just depends on how you promote that show. And um, I don't know. It just it really appeals to me. I think it's a really sick idea. I think it's cool. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I'm really interested in seeing what uh, Riot Scene has coming up. Um, but yeah, to sort of add to your point, I, I feel like bad live streams can do more damage than, than help mm -hmm. a band. And I think that's sort yeah. of sort of what you're saying, but I feel like the louder the band is, the harder it is to to <laughs> translate good quality. Oh yeah, you know, over the internet, <laughs> you can jam acoustic pretty easily, even with your phone, and sound decent. But uh, when you guys are as loud and complex as as Defy the Tyrants, it's going to be hard to sort of uh, translate 
that, you know, to the social media world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we tried to do it uh, at the beginning of all this. And, you know, I think we did like three live streams of it. And most of the time, the comments were either it was between kick ass, great, great job, or <laughs> I can't up. hear anything. <laughs> you guys, you guys need to turn the bass down. Or you guys need to get a, put, move the phone away from the drums. And we're like, it's literally the furthest part of the room is where we got the phone. The, the next step is throwing it outside. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass, but I mean, if there's one time to invest into live streaming and audio interfaces and building like your own stream, like I guess now's the time. Your new single, Red, pretty current uh, subject material, right? You mentioned that it's kind of socially relevant, uh, racism, protests, etc. Yeah, so the, um, uh, the, the song is, is about uh, racism, prejudice, uh, how that affects our society. It's, it's coming from a very hateful, very aggressive, very angry stance, obviously because we're metal. When all that happened, it, I was blown away at the amount of people who were just trying to justify the death of George Floyd and the deaths, the the, the clear deaths and murders of these African Americans, uh, these uh, innocent people. Um, and it really, really hit home for us. I know Bill, uh, Bill was at, at the protest as well. I have a kid, so I just I didn't want to risk it. Um, right. But I was just posting constantly. Everybody in my band, we're all very, very strong in our stance about you know Black Lives Matter and uh, police reform and such. So that's where that song comes from. But the craziest thing, man, is that that song was written back in uh, November. Like we had finished writing the lyrics before we, like the week before we went out to our Vegas show. And when we got the final, when we got the final track, we got the final track uh late january early february so this was before all that um wow and i remember telling a buddy of mine that oh we have this song coming out and it's it talks about this and he was trying to tell me oh you guys are trying to capitalize on it and we're like no like this this is an old song like i have the demos <laughs> from after wow. we wrote it so uh when we were discussing the music video for it we were either going to do something that was a little more intimate or we were going to lean heavily into uh what the song is about and we ended up going with the latter uh we got our buddy caleb uh caleb sison uh his his instagram handle is at proxy underscore and uh he, this was his first video that he shot and it looks amazing he edited the video this is the first music video that i had no part in directing editing anything like that and uh we just saw the final cut yesterday and it looks amazing there's uh there there's stock footage of the protest uh there's uh, a lot of blm going on in the song it's it's really amazing like it's really really amazing <laughs> the music video will release uh with the single august 3rd yeah so it'll be out right now yeah available now yeah red where does red come from blood Blood. That's all it is. Blood is blood is all that matters. And defy the tyrants. The name. How'd you come up with that? Uh, <laughs> Who's the tyrants? Uh, the tyrants. I, I guess at the time, the tyrants was um, uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, we're 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 all pretty much uh, we're, we lean a little more left. Um, sure. In some cases, a little more extreme than others. But uh, right. that we were just one day we we're just spitting ball, just trying to talk about what the banning was going to be. And uh, we, uh, our vocalist at the time, uh, Chris Maddox, he had a, a bunch of lyrics for the songs that we had written and noticed that there was uh, some songs that were leaning a little more uh, political and uh, a little more philosophical in that arena. 
and we were just like, you know, I guess maybe have some kind of political title like a rage against the machine or something like that. And uh, we were just throwing titles out like there was no, you know, long pause and it happened like we were just going down. And I think the the name before we, we set on defy the tyrants was down with tyrants like a protest like get, you know, down with tyrants. And we were just like, oh, I don't know about that. And it was what about defy the tyrants? And that was it. That was the name. That's a good name. You mentioned 2017. I think that's when your first EP released, right? Rest the Crown. Yeah. Yeah. How have things changed since then? Three years. Oh man, it's it's a whole new landscape for us. Um, for the the chemistry of the band. When we started, uh, myself and our drummer Brandon, we just we we had two previous bands that did not end very well. Uh, my previous band ended very traumatic, and. Um, we weren't we weren't really ready to get back into playing music or to get on playing you know live shows or doing things like that. We just wanted to. Uh, we're old friends and we knew each other from our previous bands and we were just like you know what let's create an area where we could just kind of hang out, have some beers and write some music and talk about the good old days. We're not old or anything like that, but it was just we felt that way. We felt like husbands at the time, and. Um, yeah. Then wrote a song and it was like, hey, there's something here, you know, let me go get my old bass player, Alberto, and brought him in. And then a couple months after jamming, just writing songs and like I said, having some beers and hanging out, brought uh, Hondro in. And Hondro and me had tried to start a project for many years since high school and uh, brought him in and it just it just synced up. And we started writing heavier stuff and more focused material and brought Chris Maddox in later that year uh, in 2016. And by... I early 2017 we we basically had a full set and we were just we had a conversation and it was like are we ready to get out of the garage or are we do we just want to be a garage band like we had we had to have that conversation to make sure everybody was on the same page because we all did not have a very good time with our previous bands the way that ended the la the later years of that and we we didn't know if we were ready to to kind of get back into the music game and uh, sure. so we just subtly started putting out music. We put out Rest of Crown, and uh, the minute we put out, uh, the first single we put out off of that was our cover of Sepultura's Roots, Bloody Roots. And um, that song got plays pretty much right away, and it was like, oh, maybe there's something here. So we just kind of kept rolling with it, but we always had the mindset yeah. of, you know, w we can end this any day. You know, we, we, <laughs> we always had that kind of exit plan in our brain. Like, okay, we'll just keep going and we'll see, we'll see where it goes. You know, that's cool. That's a good lesson too, man. I mean, you just got to kind of keep pushing forward, you know, like even if you don't have a, a goal set in stone, just keep moving forward, you know, as exactly. a band. And I know that, uh, breakups can be heartbreaking, right? It's kind of like breaking up with a chick a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I I liked. I I told my bass player because my bass player was there that our previous band had broken up. We were uh, we were both in a previous band called Thirty Thirty, and okay. um, the way that band ended was terrible. And uh, I remember telling him I went through a little depressive period because I had spent eight years of that band building it and building it and building it into something that I really wanted to make it. Um, and I remember telling him, man, it was it was just like I felt like I was going through a divorce again because I got married and divorced when I was like 18, uh, divorced okay. when I was 19. So I told okay. him, I'm like, man, this kind of it brings me back to that heartbreak. It brings me back to that. Uh, like, I don't know what's my next step. I don't know what I'm going to do. And um, right. for the other guys, it was kind of similar too. Yeah, it sounds like you've had a lot of uh, life lessons at a young age, man. That can that can actually work in your favor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely did. Yeah. 
Defy the Tyrants if you haven't checked them out. If you're going to go to the gym, if you're going to do demo on your house, if you're about ready to get in a fist fight, um, <laughs> I recommend Defy the Tyrants for sure. It'll sort of bring you to that next level, dude. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Angry, down-tuned, seven-string guitars and beat-downs. And yeah, we get called all kinds of things, like all kinds of different kind of genres. And we're just like still trying to figure out exactly what we are. I don't. I still don't know. It's weird. Gent, bro. Gent. Day, gent. What is it? D-J-E-N-T. D gent. Gent. I, I'm in a couple of gent forums on, on Facebook now. And uh, the the name that keeps going around with our band is Gentcore. I'm like, really? Gentcore? Gentcore? <laughs> are, are we just making shit up now? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you, yeah, you got to add You got to add words in there. And uh, it's always progressing and molding into other genres. It's just... It's surreal. I mean, it's it all branches from rock, I think. Yeah, 100%. We'll dream with you, all right? You listen to Sonny's episode. We'll have a dream segment. If you could tour with any current band. Um, my all-time favorite band, Korn. Uh, Korn would be... They're the reason why we played seven-string guitars. They're the reason why we added some new metal elements to our sound. Uh, we actually covered Korn's Here to Stay for about a year. We It was in our set. So... Um, I would say corn, but uh, I know some of the guys would probably say Slipknot would be another one. So corn, sure. Slipknot, more more the new metal style. Those are always like a little bit funner, I guess. The bigger shows. <laughs> uh, Corey Taylor is the singer of uh, Slipknot, right? Yeah, I like yeah. his side stuff. He does too. I'm a little more of like a a melody type of you mm-hmm. know. Our, my band's kind of punk rock, and I'm into like indie rock and all sorts of genres really. But I think it's Stone Sour. Stone Sour is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I get I get hate from my own band because uh, they're all Slipknot dudes, and I love Slipknot. I grew up on Slipknot, but I am definitely Uh-oh. more of a Stone Sour fan. I love you are. I, I love the songs where the pianos come out and the acoustic guitars break out. I <laughs> I love that shit. So it's pretty. It's yeah. pretty. <laughs> it's nice. And Corn. I can't say enough about Corn, dude. They mm-hmm. were just fucking on fire like what in the 90s late 90s early mm-hmm. thousands yeah i was rocking them the other day and just the breakdowns that they would have and the shit he'd do with his voice i mean corn is just legendary for sure we actually have uh one of the newer songs we're working on. i don't know if i could say too much about it but uh we we have a new song where we were just like you know what i myself and our guitarist uh Hondra, we're big corn fans we've always wanted to write a corn new metal style song but we always get stuck in like metalcore bands or thrash bands and nobody wants to do that shit so we were just like let's let's write it and right. so we have like a song that sounds almost identical to corn we wanted to do it as like a like a homage to corn right. and uh yeah. bill bill comes out with there, there's a part in the song where it's like a new metal kind of breakdown part and bill comes out with those jonathan davis scat metal vocals that he does on freak on the leash it's still up in there whether that's staying but uh yeah we're th- that song is getting thrown in the set once we start playing shows. So, yeah. I'll say Corn and Slipknot. Those will be the two ones. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, put together a local dream bill for Friday night. Three bands and a venue. Oh, there, there, there's so many. It's it's one of those things, like, if I'm on Facebook and I'm, like, writing down my favorite, like, San Diego bands, like, I could do that. But then, like, once once I'm asked a question, it's like, okay, who who, who do I got? Who do I got? Totally, uh, yeah. I'll, say, I'll say our boys in uh, Black Cast. Yeah, dude, I love them, man. Yeah, they're they're so killer. They're, those dudes are so great. Um, Legions would be another one. Uh, hardcore boys from uh, down here. Love those dudes as well. We played a lot of shows with them. Uh, I would say 
headlining would be the Suicide Chords. I don't know if you remember them. The Suicide Chords had more of that kind of uh, airy, Deftones-y kind of style, but they were a little more proggy. Um, so I would say have them headline Black Cast Legions and uh, let's throw in POD. Let's throw in POD to headline. Yeah. All right. So, Shout out to the boys. Right on. And, and, yeah. and we'll, op- we'll open the night so we can watch everyone's sets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What venue? What venue? You shut it out, Brick. I'm Go Big or Go Home. House of Blues San Diego would be my, that would be a treat for me. I, uh, I've played House of Blues several times and I've always loved it. Um, so I'll say House of Blues. Yeah, such a great venue. That was our last show in January, January 30th. Wow. uh, That was it, yeah. It was a good one, too. It was a local show Thursday night, about 600 people. It was for the podcast. I put it on. I uh, sort of was the quote-unquote promoter, um, and it was a banger. It was so fun. I miss it. I miss it big time, yeah. Was that was that main stage or Delta stage? or I know they have like a bunch of different stages in there. Yeah, they've got the lounge, uh, but yeah, that was main stage. Yep. That's sick, dude. That's killer. Congrats on that, man. Yeah, thank you. Sa- yeah, same to you, man. Uh, if you could bring a musician back from the dead for one final concert, who would it be? Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. <laughs> yes! He is, uh, yeah, Dime is, is still one of my top three guitar players when whenever I'm putting together a solo. If I'm in a rut, I throw on some Pantera. I'll do some trills. Um, I I had that guitar guidebook that he wrote with uh, uh, Nick. I forget. Uh, he worked for Guitar Guitar World magazine. Um, they put together okay. a guitar like a guitar book uh, with some Pantera tabs, some tips, such and such. And uh, that thing was like my bible from like 13 to like 16. Like I learned all, everything. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah I, would, I would bring Dime back. Definitely bring Dime back. Such a great shout out. My brother yesterday asked me, yesterday or the day before, asked me uh, who I think the best metal guitar player is. And uh, he 100% came to mind, dude. Him, I think I mentioned Zach Wilde, maybe. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe not the best technically, but at like getting themselves out there and what they brought to the genre and their uniqueness, you know. I mean, Dimebag is just a legend. And the way he went out, like, super traumatic and, and horrible, but kind of a rock star way to go out right yeah yeah i mean i've, I've said this story so many times it's uh i cried the morning uh the morning time uh, when the news came out you know at the time i was going to montgomery high school and uh i think i was in i was a freshman at the time and every day i would just throw on mtv and get my cheerios and get ready to walk out the door you know throw my headphones and, and just chill while i'm on my way to school and uh i, I remember just having uh, Kurt Lauder just showing up on my TV and being like, you know, uh, Dimebag Daryl had passed away. Or was it Sway? I forget. I think it was Sway. Um, yeah, it could have been one of the two. Yeah, I think they announced Kurt Cobain, too. Yeah, yeah. I was just, like, what? And, uh, yeah, it, it hit home for me. It, it really did hit home. That was that was a man who, he was my first guitar hero. He was the first one that I really identified with. Um, so it really hit home. It hit hard for me. Dimebag, rest in peace. Total legend. If you could wave a magic wand and make one band never exist, who would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> Not to hate on music, yeah. but... No, no. Who is it? Up until recently, it would be My Chemical Romance. Okay. It was, man... Not a big emo guy? Nah, nah. It's just... I mean, I just recently kind of turned turned around because my, my girl's really into My Chemical Romance, and we were just on a drive, and she threw on um the Black Parade album, and I, I fell in love with Famous Last <laughs> Words, and I was like, God damn it, dude. Um... <laughs> I don't know, something about, you know, not a fan. I'll just say Fallout Boy. I'll just say Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy would be that, that'd be the band. Yeah. We'll take them out now.
Right on, brother. Pleasure talking with you, dude. You as well, um, man. I'm a big fan. I look forward to uh, seeing you guys live. I haven't seen you live yet, but I uh, look forward to this all passing. And uh, where would you guys like to be in five years? What's your ultimate goal? Uh, ultimate goal would be on the road. We love traveling. We love traveling out of out as band. We've played Arizona, uh, Nevada several times. So we're, we're the kind of band we just love being out. We love being on the road. So um, yeah, I would say that out on the road just playing music. That that'd be the main the main thing. And maybe have like a better studio because ours is a little smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that practicing next to you? Do you know the band? I do not. They're new. Uh, I do podcasts in here all the time. I have, my, I have uh, two of my own podcasts. So oh, dope. I always come in after I leave the office and I'll, I'll stay here for a couple hours and do some podcasting. And up until maybe the last week, this dude, I think he has his drum set set right up against our wall. And oh my God, man. Like I'm telling you, I'm like almost all the way across my studio room right now recording this. And he's still coming through i'm like god damn it <laughs> what's your podcast uh so i have uh i have a metal podcast called metaology it's a seasonal podcast uh normally we do nine to twelve episodes per season uh ba basically the idea for metaology is myself my guitarist hondro and my bassist alberto we get together and we pick a band to discuss per episode so one episode we'll talk about a pod the next episode we'll talk about a lamb of god the next episode we'll talk about uh a limp bitch we haven't done a Limp Bizkit episode yet, but um, we'll just pick a band. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about how we got into the band, our favorite songs, favorite albums, live experiences. But uh, what's been kind of, uh, I've been noticing with some of our followers is that they love the fall off point. We have a fall off point segment, which is how did you stop becoming a fan of the band? When did you kind of get off the train? And that's always such an interesting conversation. Uh, that's become, it used to be something that we were kind of like, ah, do we really want to talk about that? And now it's like a favorite part that we talk about during the, during the podcast. Yeah. Whatever it may be, huh? Bad recordings or oh, yeah. drama with a band or yeah. exactly. Normally, normally what, what I've been noticing with the three of us and we have drastic different tastes in music is most of the bands that we've kind of fallen off with just keep putting out the same records. That's, that's been, the main thing with us um okay so that's something that i've noticed over the the last three seasons gotcha like not reinventing themselves or yeah like you know uh, creating a new sound yeah like for example uh we're all big lamb of god fans we all love lamb of god but uh after the fifth album after wrath it just became more of the same they stopped caring about experimenting and just more about um giving the fans what they wanted and that's been kind of the case with 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 that band and several other bands that uh, disturbed the same thing for us as well so it's always fun to have those conversations and, and learn new things about each other with with each other's musical taste and we're in the same band too so we always get to have like little fun conversations about that off the mic as well dude that's rad i would love to have a podcast with my bandmates man uh that's totally cool it, it is fun i usually have people over to my palapa i have a tiki hut in my backyard but dude <laughs> since covid we've just been doing things in uh you know over the phone and it's not quite the same but it has sort of enabled me to connect with guys like Sonny and Scott Russo and Marcos. So uh, there's been some pros for sure. That's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah, we were we were looking forward to uh, to coming over because uh, I, I love tiki's. Like that's like my thing. <laughs> so I was like, oh hell yeah! No, it's really cool back there, and uh, it adds to the vibe for sure. I mean, a phone call isn't quite the same, but um, I'm just trying to keep it going. I think we'll be able to start that up here soon. Um, but uh, so yeah, we'll keep you posted. Metalology, and then what's the other uh, podcast? Uh, the other podcast, uh, we just ended an, our, our old podcast. Myself and my bass player, uh, we had a podcast called Rock and Comics, which was based around comic book movies. I'm a big comic book fan, so 
it was always talking about Justice League, Avengers, Batman, Superman, things like that. Uh, we just ended that podcast just because we wanted to branch out and expand the topics a little bit more. Uh, so we're currently working on another podcast. Hopefully, we're going to have it out by August. Uh, right now, we we have a couple names are thrown around right now, but nothing to announce just yet. Stay tuned. Yeah, that's cool. I was just talking to my boy Drew Smith from uh, The Rough. He's really into comics, and I was telling him uh, how much America needs Batman right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. How you turn on the news, and it kind of looks like Gotham City. Yeah, did you see that video of uh, there was a man dressed in a Batman costume walking into one of the protests where the police and the protesters were having at it? And this dude dressed up as Batman in broad daylight just walks right through the middle of all of it. Uh, that video went viral. Yes. I was dying. I was like, "Bro, this is like that's this rad. is out of the Dark Knight Rise, uh, the Dark Knight Returns." I was I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> that's so cool. I've thought about doing that. I'm really into horror. Uh, you know, Michael Myers, Halloween, Freddy. Oh, yeah. So I've been thinking about just you know cruising around town. Now's the time, yep, bro. Yep. Like. I, I have a song called Every Day is Halloween. Like, if you're going to be able to get away with it, now is the time, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. How do you think Halloween's going to be this year? I know my girl and my son are really concerned about that. I'm like, oh, I hope that COVID doesn't affect it. Yeah, that's a good question, dude. Um, I've, I, we were just talking about that. I think it might. Yeah. I think it's gonna. I think it will have to change somehow. I don't see it changing. I mean, that's well. That's what is that? A couple months away? Three months? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, in March we thought this was gonna last for what four to six weeks, and now we're going on four months. So I, I just I don't know. Pretty pessimistic, bro. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm like, oh, I know, I know my kid's pretty bummed. <laughs> so. We love Halloween. That's our, our favorite uh, holiday for sure, 100%. Um, I just, I don't know, you know, walking around other kids, and I, I know school isn't going to be opening in the fall. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We shall see, my friend. I hope everything returns to normal, uh, especially the music scene, man. Yeah, we're ready. We're Our hand's on the trigger. We're ready to go. So... Cross our fingers. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Anthony, a pleasure. Defy the Tyrant's new single and music video out for Red. Thanks a lot for your time, brother. Thank you as well. Really appreciate it.
One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Hey! Word!